Howdy, everyone. Welcome to the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 113. And today, I got one of my good friends, my good buddies, I should say, on my podcast today. Because there's a lot of things talk, to talk about about in Florida, and particularly with DeSantis going on right now. And I thought I'd bring my good friend who actually lives in Florida and would get would know, would has a great response to um, what has been going on lately. My good friend, Carlos Barantes. How you doing, brother? Good, buddy. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Doing fine. Like um, I was looking at potentially getting Osiris some um, yesterday or today as well, but he had he had stuff he had to take care of. So, yeah. So it just had so he can't he won't be able to join us today. So it'll just be the two of us. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you you remember, I I text. Well, my mistake. Sorry, that's on me. Sorry, that's my fault. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yesterday um I messaged you on on Facebook about um what happened with DeSantis. Was it yesterday or the day before that it happened? I can't remember. I, I think it was the day before. Okay, yeah. Where um all where um like he actually went on MSNBC, which I think he should because he if you if he wants to get elected, he has to go to the left as well because that's yeah. what Trump that's what Trump did with the CNN town hall, which I think that was a good thing he did. And I think it was a good thing DeSantis went over to MSNBC to do to talk about that. But yeah. unfortunately, in a conversation he had with one of the reporters, I forgot what her name was. Yeah, so she point blank point blank asked him, "Did Trump win or lose the 2020 election?" And he said, "Of course he lost. Of course, whoever is whoever is inaugurated puts his hand on the Bible on January 20 on January 20th every four years is the president." Um, I, what's your thoughts on that, man? Like that, that's pretty shocking from, from coming from him specifically. So that's, that's the status quo everybody gives. I mean, we've seen Ted Cruz say it. We've seen, um, you know, uh, what's that guy? What's that guy from South Carolina? Um, Tim Scott. No, not Tim Scott. Uh, Lindsey Graham. Right. Uh, we, we've seen, we've seen everybody that backed up Trump at some point eventually say, okay, yeah, you know, he lost. Right. So, I mean, is it a shocker? No. Is it the right response politically? I don't know. Uh, I, I think integrity matters. And I think that, uh, I think anybody with common sense is going to tell you that there are a lot of questionable things that took place during, uh, the, the, the 2020 election. And do I feel confident that that Trump actually lost? No, I don't. I personally don't feel confident. But again, politics is politics, right? What what uh, you know? What is he going to say if he's on MSNBC? I, I guess he has to say that, right? Because I, I mean, I, honestly, I just I don't know. I know what I would say, but even what you say in honesty is going to eventually kill you. Could potentially kill your your political career. But then at the same token, if you have to lie, if you can't be truthful and honest, then what are you really running? You're just, you're just the status quo politician, which quite honestly, we're all tired of. Well, um, I'm not sure. Did you, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but his top campaign donor actually said publicly a few weeks ago that he has to be more moderate. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah. And again, it's to bring in the independents and so on and so forth. But that's not who, number one, that's not who we elected. I mean, he ran a very, very conservative campaign. I mean, his his commercial where he's like this top gun type of a governor is top gov. Right. And he, we're going after the woke. Uh, woke comes here to die in Florida and so on and so forth. Right. And so to now switch gears and be, you know, moderate. 
I think it's going to do him a lot of disservice. As a matter of fact, him even running has hurt his, you know, uh, 2028 campaign in my view. I'm not questioning whether he's got my like before it was it was a sure deal. I'm like Trump Trump gets it and then DeSantis for 8 years after that. Now, based on him just entering the election, now I'm like, "Oh, I don't think uh Ron DeSantis is going to get my vote. I got to look now." Yeah, like um I wasn't shocked that he started that he ran as you were shocked from what you told me when it when it first came out. Same thing with Sal. But Osiris and I, we weren't shocked. The only thing we were shocked about was that it took that long for him to even announce it. The reason is because it's very, very suspicious when a guy raises over $200 million in, in campaign donations. That's very yeah. suspicious. Yeah, his actions were not shocking when he actually did it. No, I wasn't shocked. I was shocked in his decision to even go for it. You know what I mean? Uh, because to be quite frank, and this is a lot of conservatives feel this way is that where's where's your loyalty at? You 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 would not be governor if it were not for Trump. You know what I'm saying? He barely won uh, Andrew Gillum um, with Trump support. He barely won. Um, and so, again, so if it wasn't for Trump and, and I was actually there at the uh, when Trump came to visit Tampa, where he backed DeSantis up. And I, I didn't know who DeSantis was prior to that. I'm like, oh, OK, so I got to look at DeSantis now. You know, so he owes him his his governor seat. And, and yeah, he's done a phenomenal job since he's had it. He's done it uh, on his own. Right. But but to get there, he needed Trump. And so a lot of us feel like that's that was really disloyal what he did, you know. Yeah. And then like um, about I think it was like a few days before he even announced it. At least I think so. Or, or was it afterwards? I don't recall. But he went on Hannity around the same time. And Hannity point blank asked him if he was going to run. And he says, well, I'm just going to wait for I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait to make any announcements from now on. So it was pretty obvious what he was going to do. But yeah. <laughs> so, like you said, I truly think this damaged him. Like he before beforehand, like a lot of people would say he was even he could even he was even better than Trump, even though I. Yes. I should I should ref I should rephrase that a more polished version of him I should say my mistake yes. yeah. yeah yeah like um whether he was was he better before him than him I wouldn't I would say no but he was more polished than them I completely agree with that because he did the same things he that Trump did except um he didn't just the thing he was more respectful because like um he didn't say things that he should not have said. Yeah, I was one of those people that I said, you know, we get all the positive things that Trump has with DeSantis minus the, uh, you know, the shooting of the foot that Trump occasionally does, you know. And uh, and so I thought, you know, it was clear Ron DeSantis would be the choice to go to after Trump. But like I said, you know, with this act and all the stuff that's happened since then has really, you know, hurt his chances, uh, you know, at least in, in my eyes. And I know a lot of also Trump supporters as well. They've like kind of like, all right, now, I, you know, Ron DeSantis does not really have my sure shot vote. Man, like, like, do you think he's done now? You, you truly think he's done? I don't think he's done. Depends how much damage happens. Like, uh, you know, I think I think. I think to save himself is his, uh, you know, the 2028 run. I think he should just drop out now, to be honest with you, because it's going to get really ugly between him and Trump. And there was a there was a uh, interview that Hannity did with Trump, and he asked him about Rand, Ron DeSantis when he first came in. You could hear the pain in Trump's voice, like he was like super ticked off. You could hear it. 
uh, like you, he was asked about Pence. He's like Pence, who you know, type of thing, right? He's like whatever. But when it came to Ron, you could you could hear the hurt in his voice because he's like, dude, I made you, I put you there, I helped you get there, and this is how you're you're doing me. So it's gonna get really, really ugly and really nasty. And if that does, uh, I, I the only person that comes out losing, I think, is Ron DeSantis. Yeah, and I remember that like. A day or like around the midterms, just not long right after him, like days afterwards, um, Trump um started was attacking DeSantis, and it's pretty obvious why because he he saw him as a threat to him, and it, it, that's not surprising. He was obviously one, and then there were a lot of people that were saying like um Trump is is the one who's in the wrong right here because he's attacking DeSantis, and and they were all, like particularly people on Tim. Your your mic went out. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that, man. I'm on me. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, on Tim Pool's podcast, they were him and Luke were saying like they don't think Trump is the best answer. They think it's DeSantis because DeSantis destroyed um what was it Charlie Chris? I believe it was. I forgot. Yes. Yes, Charlie Chris. Literally obliterated him. Like yeah. DeSantis actually turned Tampa and Miami red, which is shocking. Yeah. Which if you look at all things like. All the cities, even in red states, all the cities are blue. But yes. that's shocking that DeSantis was able to do it. And and they were, but they were on Tim's show, they were saying they were, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. But on Tim's show, what they were saying was like um Trump didn't wasn't able to to turn um Miami and Tampa um, um red, but DeSantis was. And then this Trump came out and said, like, well, um, I got more votes than them, and then et cetera, et cetera. And it was just more drama. So yeah, and I, I was one of those people that that uh, you know didn't like the the shots from uh, Trump uh, towards DeSantis, uh, and then DeSantis, in my opinion, was holding him his ground professionally, just kind of like you know not not really engaging in the uh, in the back and forth. And honestly, I still think that uh, you know Trump shouldn't do that. Um, just because he's been president, you know, as president, I, 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 you know, I think we need to go after our actual enemies versus the in-house ones, right? Uh, I think you do things politically and that's fine, but to, you know, with the name calling and stuff like that, I think I, I, you know, it was, it was entertaining the first time around where, you know, he was doing it to Marco Rubio, called him little Marco Rubio. And, uh, you know, when he did it to Kim Jong-un and called him rocket man. Ted Cruz's wife. So yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, but at this juncture, you know, you, you know, I, I think, I think we need to see something different. Uh, that's fine to do it with the Democrats. I don't really care, but in-house we, we got to be better. We got to be better than the Democrats, man. The Democrats, let me tell you, their, their biggest, their biggest strength is their unity. The way that they unify it's, it's, it's ridiculous. No matter what, a uh, ridiculous thing you put out there, like defund the police, right? They are lock and step, and they'll they'll you know back each other. Republicans were so divided. Look, I mean, look for example with the curriculum uh, that that DeSantis passed. You've got you've got a bunch of uh, conservatives that came out and saying that that is racist. And he's like, well, how, how is it racist? Number one, it's it's a it's a, a, a black historian that is putting this together. It's not me. You know what I'm saying? So, so, and and it's and it's factual, right? What the person is saying is factual. So again, instead of having unity in the Republican Party, no, we've got divide. We've got some saying yes, some saying no, and 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 that's what kills us in the end. You know? Yeah. 
and also, like I, I told you beforehand, why is why does DeSantis have Soros and the Bushes backing him? That that is just yeah, that's something, man. That's really. I, I, I mean, I mean, yes, I agree with that. Uh, however, you know, Trump got, and that, this was the criticism from Trump, right? The KKK had endorsed them, right? So, does that mean anything? You know what I'm saying? It, we 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 can't. We can't look at surface level stuff. We gotta go like I. I can. I can. You know. It, you know. Support somebody. Whatever. Somebody is like. Let's say if I'm running, somebody can support me. Okay, great. You support me. Does that mean that I? I like you. Does that mean I agree with you? No. Does that mean I'm gonna do what you want me to do? No. Right. So it, it just. It, it. You know. To me, that doesn't really mean much. I want to see the policies. The policies are really what, what what are driving me, right? And so with DeSantis, he's done great here in the state of Florida. He's been phenomenal in the state of Florida. Uh, he doesn't have the same the same uh, the same leverage that Trump has on a national level, though. Yeah, but but like I've said, I've said this beforehand. Like um, like DeSantis would have a much better shot at beating Biden than Trump would, in my opinion. Because the re the reason is because he would at least attract more moderates and independents. He would because because Trump just pushes them away because of the the way he acts all the time. But mm -hmm. but, but, but like I said this beforehand, I don't think twenty twenty four even matters really because we, I I say there's zero and I I say this and I will stick with it until I see otherwise. Um, Biden Biden has a zero percent chance of losing in twenty twenty four. Regardless, even if the even if there were election laws that were like that were good, like Florida, even with that, I would say no. He has a zero percent chance of losing. The reason is my generation, for whatever reason, actually likes him, which I can't figure that out. Why? I still can't. Yeah, I think some polls show that they're tied, I and some polls some polls show that that Trump has a slight lead. But I mean, if if it's that close, you're you're right. It's just like uh, the the younger generations, they're. I, I don't know, man. They're just so uh, they're they're all emotional. Yeah, I don't trust polls after what happened with Carrie Lake in Arizona. I will never trust another poll again. Yeah, yeah, because because like my generation, like um, th apparently they don't really care about policy. Really, they just go with what their feelings say. Yeah, like, yeah, it's absolutely true. They don't they don't care. Listen, people people don't care about facts uh, anymore. They a lot of people just, you know, what what feels good? What makes me feel good, right? Um, you know, there's a number of things. History. Let's let's look at history. My entire life, I've always seen you know, we've always been taught one side of history as far as like white people enslaving black people, right? That's that's the premise. But when you look at history as a whole, White people didn't invent slavery, right? Slavery was practiced throughout all of ancient history amongst all the nations, no matter what your color was and your background was. It was a thing of economic uh, status, right? If you were the person in power financially, then you could enslave the people beneath you, uh, you know, even if they were your own people, right? It had to do with economics, right? And then what happens is we move forward and yeah, you know, the, the, the white people, white people, you know, Caucasians really, you know, they, they're for whatever means, right? Uh, they conquered, uh, they were able to get, uh, you know, finances and so on and so forth. And they expanded, colonized, whatever the case may be. Right. But then when you look at it, you go far, further beyond that, they actually ended slavery. They were the ones who stopped it. It was stopped in France. It was stopped in Europe. It was stopped here in America. As a matter of fact, we had a civil war over it, right? That part gets left out because that's not the narrative that fuels the hatred, the emotional hatred, right? 
Do you remember that movie, The Woman King, last year? That movie that came out, or at least heard about I it. it was I do. I didn't watch it though. Well, yeah, good thing though. I, from what I, from the clips I saw, it looked awful. But, but uh, just the title alone, The Woman King, that doesn't make sense to me. No, it does it's, not. It's more, it's more leftist stuff that I just, I like. I said, I've, I've shared it with you. I'm not giving my money to leftist yeah. things that you know, especially movies that either degrade me or ridicule me or deme uh, demean me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the movie was based off a tribe that's that literally enslaved black Americans and sold them in, into the Amer to, into slavery, like literally sold them to the Americans. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, I mean, you have you have you have historians, Thomas Swalwell, Candace Owens on Prager University. She just did a video about uh, the historical accuracy regarding slavery. It's five minute video. It's phenomenal. And I mean, it's stuff that I knew long, long ago before the Internet. Uh, it's it's stuff that was taught in history class, but but honestly, it was brushed over. Um, and so and so again, it, it is a matter of perspective. Also, are you going to look at the white people that that enslaved you? Or are you going to look at the white people that freed that? You know, it was like, what, 500,000 white people that died to free slaves. I don't understand why that's never even mentioned. There's good and bad people on on from all sections. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Like uh, like like we said was. The white people, they freed the slaves, and, and look what's happened right now. Even though Lincoln was the guy who freed them, you see how dilified he's being right now? Oh. There, are people, there are people calling for statues to be taken down of them. So of course. Of I, course. I don't even understand that. That, that. that part I can't figure out. And here, here's, here's, the, uh, here's the part that just, like, again, it, it's such a false narrative to paint white people as the villain because slavery was a worldwide practice. I mean, uh, you know, I have a Peruvian background, and when you look at the Inca, Inca history, right, Incas, they enslaved their own. Not only did they enslave their own, but they also enslaved other tribes. I mean, hello, it's, it's something that was a worldwide thing. Whether, whether it's good or bad, obviously now we say that it's bad, but back then they didn't think it was bad, and it was, it was practiced, again, throughout all the continents, throughout all the kingdoms, throughout all the tribes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I guarantee you they could even say that the Bible was was offensive because, you know, remember there were, I forgot what section this was from, but there were like people who were like work for people for like seven years or something like that. And like, Old they Testament. Were, yeah, yeah, the Old Testament. Yeah. But like, um, they're, they're, most of them were just people that were in debt and just, and told the, to pay it off. They just um became like they just worked for people for seven years and then they were immediately released. Correct. So so that's something that, that often gets put up that the Bible promoted slavery. If you look at and, and you look at it in chronological order, when Joseph was kidnapped uh, or sold, excuse me, he was sold uh, by the Ishmaelites, they were already practicing slavery in Egypt. Right. Where's Egypt? The continent of Africa. Right. So these are Africans that are practicing slavery because Joseph was clearly sold into it, right? Then when you get into Israel and the formation of Israel, right, they were pretty much practicing what the world was doing. However, it was a very different type of slavery. It was more of a servitude. You're right. It was seven years you would serve your master, right? And, but, however... There were laws that set up that, number one, the master would not abuse the slave and the slave would not abuse the master or take advantage of it. So there were strict laws that were put in place to make sure that both the master and the slave were protected. Additionally, after the seven years, the slave was given an option whether to continue to live under the protection of the master or then they would be freed on their own that doesn't seem like the type of slavery that we often talk about right 
Yeah. Like almost that to a certain degree, that almost seems like it could be better than what we have today. Like you see a lot of people saying like there are so many people are in debt, particularly like people with student loans and stuff like that. I guarantee you if something like that happened where like, hey, you work for this person for like seven years or something like that, you have all your student loans paid off. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be a terrible of an idea because not only with that, but with other bankruptcies as well, like bankruptcy does not, is not just a get out of jail free card because you still technically have to pay that stuff off when you really look at it. Yeah. The only problem with that is pretty much the owner, the, the, the master owned the slave essentially, right? That person didn't have their own house, didn't have their own things, right? They were, they were pretty much literally under the roof or the house of the master in, in, in the quarters and so on and so forth. So really you, you weren't necessarily free in essence, but you know, you weren't, you weren't, uh, you know, the, like I said, the, the slavery that we know of today, right? It's, it was a different, it was a different slavery system. Yeah. So, but like th think things will just be, things will just be dilified all the time, whether regardless of the intentions of them. Well, let, let's be real slavery was not is not a good thing slavery is, is well, not a good thing i mean uh you know the pictures uh, of things that were done to uh you know africans uh that were here is horrible it's horrendous and yeah. i can imagine the same thing uh you know was done you know to other slaves from other continents other regions other backgrounds etc right so slavery is never a, a good no, thing when no. you're talking about that type of barbarism right yes mm -hmm. completely so, agree I'm half black, so I I, 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 I have actually have ancestors that were slaves. So. I, absolutely, I, I, I'm sure that I do too. I have uh, what 12% African in me, according to my DNA test. I'm sure it's co coming from my Cuban background, um, but uh, but I mean, it is what it is. Listen, history is not us is not there for us to like or not like or get offended by. History is history. It's what happened. We look at it, we learn from it, we progress, we move on. We have to accept it. Yeah. It's just there for us to learn off of and, and know that those things took place and not repeat them again. Like if somebody were to say right now they're going to promote slavery, I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't care who yeah. you are. No, you know? Yeah. Like they're like the, like the atomic bombs being dropped. Like, was it a good idea? We don't know, but it, it, it ended the world war two. Like um, it was brutal. We all, we all understand that. And it's still this, it just destroyed um, Japan. But to make sure that never happened, we had to learn from that. And like, that's why, we, we, that's why we're actually allies with Japan these days, so that doesn't happen again. We can't because we can't allow something like that to happen again. Yeah, I mean, war is war. It's pretty bad. It was Second World War. Germany was gaining a lot of ground. We got we got you know hit hard by by the Japanese, and you know we needed a, a a way to fight back. And you know rules do change. We did learn from that, and we have different weapons now, and so on and so forth. But look, the nuclear the nuclear threat is still there. It's still as prevalent as it was during the Cold Wars, right? So uh, so I would say we more. learn, but we, yet we still have that that threat, and we can still make the same mistake. I would say it's even more prevalent than even during the Cold War, because especially with what's all going on today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's 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 a scary it's a scary moment to know that Democrats who talk about peace and love are, are the ones that always like to, to, to you know, start wars and bring us to the brink of war. And we, we know that they're, you know, they're the party of warmongering. Mm -hmm. Completely, completely agree. So, yeah. Right, but before we move on to the alien stuff, I wanted to actually play the video of like um DeSantis actually saying what he said. And it's Let's only do it. it's only like a minute long, I believe. So yeah. Let's do it. 
Okay. So in case anyone has, well, it's actually less than a minute, but yeah, obviously. And look at that ratio right there too. <laughs> look at it's people who people feel betrayed by from DeSantis. I, I from yeah. what I've from everything from everything I've seen, they are. All right, let's play it. Yes or no? Did Donald Trump lose the 2020 election? Whoever puts their hand on the Bible on January 20th every four years uh, is the winner. Okay, but respectfully. You did not clearly answer that question. And if you can't give a yes or no because on whether or not Trump lost, then how of can course, you? No, of, of course he lost. Uh, Trump lost the 2020 of, election. Of course. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden's the president. So, yeah. So. I mean, again, is he factually wrong? No. He's not factually wrong. But. And he has to answer that to be politically correct, right? Uh, he's on MSNBC. Who's who watches MSNBC? It's not it's not right wingers unless it's to mock them, right? So he has to give that type of answer. Um, I, I would expect, uh, you know, I wouldn't expect anything different from your status quo politician, which is the disappointing part because he's he he has not been a status quo. Uh, politician here as a governor in the state of Florida. He takes it to the woke mob, but now because he's running for president, well, now I got to change things. And I don't really like that. It doesn't sit good with me. Yeah. And Ed made a great point Great point when on the 100th episode of my show when he says that he thinks um, DeSantis is the Obama for the Republicans. So We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I like him as governor. I owe him my livelihood. If it were not for him, I would have either had to have lost my job or taken the job. Uh, so I, I owe him a great deal. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a person that does not and will not speak up when things are wrong. I've done it even with Trump. Uh, you know, there's a number of things that I can point to that that Trump, uh, you know, can improve on or do better or that has done wrong. For example. Uh, you know, his selection of people has been off. Look what, you know, Mike Pence, William Bill Barr. Barr. Uh, you know, what was the attorney general before William Barr? I forgot his name. Uh, trying to figure. Yeah. Well, that that guy, right, uh, was who did nothing. For, uh, uh, he was really, you know, doing uh, his movements with the border. But but then he was a lame duck when he allowed when he recused himself from the Russia invest investigation. Right. Bolton, Fauci, Pompeo. Bolton, Fauci. Correct. Pompeo. Correct. All of, these are all people that that you know you could look at and say, "Wow, Trump." I I really just don't think he understood how deep the swamp was in Washington. So that's something that you can criticize him about. Yeah. So I don't understand. I don't understand why he picked all those people. I still have Jeff Sessions. Out. Excuse me, Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, Operation Warp Speed. Which, yeah, I still don't know if he got set up or not. I still haven't figured that out. Uh, either which way, I mean, he's still. I mean, Candace Owens said it. Said it like, dude, stop talking about it. He got pissy with her, and he got he got into some choice words yep. with her unnecessarily because she's a huge Trump supporter. But but you know, yeah. you can't, you're, you're not perfect. You know, you got to be able to take some type of criticism. And to be honest with you, we conservatives we don't like the jab. I don't care if it if it is warp speed or not. We don't like it. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of stuff we can say about that, but. We already know all the, the the entire story right there. So, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> you wanted to move on to the aliens now. Yeah, let's do the aliens. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that I I 
I know it sounds I know it sounds crazy to you, but like still though, I know I still wanted to talk about aliens with you because it just would be funny. So yeah, I I believe in aliens. I don't. So yeah, you don't. Oh, I, I I believe in aliens. Why not? I used to, but the moment the government started pushing it, that's when I like I'm out. No, I don't buy it. They're they're pushing it to distract though, not not because of anything else. No, because if all, not, they would have released it a long time ago. They've always they've always pushed aliens. Always like. There was a time. Nah, where, like, they've denied you know, it. They've denied. You, Why can't we go to Area Fifty One? I think I I don't think there's anything really there. I think that that's just a military. You know, there, there's there's literally a fence there that you cannot go to. You will get arrested immediately. Yeah. Well, you're not. Well, you, technically, you're actually not even allowed to cr to um, trespass on a military base. So. Yeah, but that's not a military base. <laughs> it technically is, from what I heard. It technically is, but it really isn't because it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like. There was a time where, like, um, if you believed in aliens, you were a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Now, 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 if you don't believe in them, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that I've I've always believed in aliens. I I've always had this mentality. If you look at every aspect of this planet, of the planet that we're on, from the highest mountain to the deepest ocean, there is some form of life. There's life everywhere. Even though there's places that we can't get to as a human being in our own planet. Yet there's some type of life form that is there, adapted, evolved. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what word you want to use, right? You're going to tell me in the vastness of the universe that we're the only ones? What if I said I think we're being lied to about the universe? <laughs> now you're going into real huge conspiracies because uh, the universe, it's, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, in Genesis, God, it says that God, God created the universe. Yeah, I'm that that's universe doesn't say that he created other life because yep. because if he, if he did create other life on other places, you you would think that something at least would be hinted at. Well, he created the universe, but if life form happens to be there, then obviously it's by default his own creation. Yeah. See, here's what you got to understand about the Bible. The Bible does not give you the answers to everything in the world, right? It does not even mention for instance Australia, the United States, Canada, South America. So what? Because it doesn't mention it, it doesn't exist. No, clearly we exist, right? We're here on these on these on these continents, right? The Bible is specific to two things. Number one, and first and foremost, Jesus Christ. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's that's what it revolves around, right? Yes. And then and then his connection to Israel, his people, his chosen people, right? Everybody else is adopted. You and I are Gentiles yeah. and we've been adopted into the family, right? Yes. But those are the two focal points. Jesus Christ and Israel. It does not mention anything else. Does not mean that it doesn't exist. It just It's just not relevant to Jesus Christ and Israel. Yeah. Well, my, arg well, my argument for there being no aliens is actually not even that really. I'm just, I'm just saying, it not being mentioned there, it doesn't really make it, to me, it not being mentioned there that doesn't really matter in that aspect because there's a lot of things that you could could argue about that. But because my, my this is my opinion, if the government is pushing something, I automatically don't believe what what they're saying. Like they're literally, if you watch the hearings, they literally was asking the guy, "Have you seen someone actually get injured from one of these um crafts or coming into contact with it?" And he says, "I've seen people get injured," and I'm like, "I don't buy into this." Like the guy's cl clearly lying. He's lying. Like. You actually believe we recovered crafts from, from outer space. Do you believe that? Do I believe that? I think it's possible. 
Hmm. I don't think we're smart enough to to do all the stuff that we've done on our own. I really don't. I mean, if you look at how 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 much our technology has advanced within the last 50 to 100 years in comparison to how much humanity has advanced prior to that, we're talking about if we're going by if we're going by regular science, right? If we're if we're going by that, the humans have been around for millions of years, right? And you're telling me that in the last 100 years we've made such leaps and bounds over the the millions it just it, it's it doesn't make sense to me well i what like all these ufo videos in my opinion i think those are actually just um, um drones and crafts that the government has themselves they're just testing them out and just um setting people up really that's my opinion on that yeah, it, it could be it because, could be because like um you remember the sr71 blackbird yeah that's like like there was these stories, like and before even we even found out about it, there were these stories of this of this ship or drone that could like um that could go over three thousand miles in uh, an hour, and it was over five thousand feet in the air. And everyone at the time said we don't have any crafts at all that can do anything like that. Then turns out a decade later we had it at the entire yeah. time. So yeah, it's hard. I think like for instance stealth technology. I think stealth technology. I think we we probably got that off of an alien ship or something like that. Like there, are, like there are people out there who out there who actually believe that um the human race was um created from aliens. Really, there are actually are people who believe that, which I think that's yeah, nonsense. Clearly, I, I've seen that. Um, it's uh, they do that on on a show called Ancient Aliens. I, I actually enjoy watching it just because I go, yeah, you know, I I could see that. I could see that. You know, I like things to make sense, whether I believe it or not. Obviously, I don't believe in it. But it makes sense. I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that does make sense. I could see that. You know what I'm saying? And that that shows I, – I, I find it entertaining. I don't believe anything from that show. It's a complete – No, nah, I don't either. I don't either. But like, it's just entertaining. Yeah. Well, like um, I told you and Osiris this um, about a year ago when, you, when I had you both on for the, for the first time that there was a guy named Alistair Crawley who wrote a book about – um, he was, he's a Luciferian. He wrote a book about all this – creepy stuff like that and in the book he mentions that he conjured up a demon and in the and he actually, after the book he released the book he actually had a drawing of the demon depicted and the drawing actually no kidding looks just like what you a gray alien like the typical alien that you would think of it has the bald head the big has the small eyes the long nose everything and this was like more than a like two decades before the betty and barney hill story so you're telling me that this is just a huge coincidence how long ago was this? 1917, I believe. 1917. Okay. Let me pull this up. So yeah, uh, you can continue talking. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I mean, I I don't know for sure. You know, I just I just think the probability of us being the only ones in the expanded universe is highly improbable, mathematically speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this right even here. If it, even if it's basic life, right? Even if it's just. You know, some type of alien animal or something like that. Oh, speaking of alien animal, you know which was a good movie? I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was with, um, actually, I enjoyed it. Um, gosh, uh, Ray Reynolds, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. It was called uh, Life, I think it was. Never heard of it. That, that was an entertaining movie. They found like a like a um, uh, an alien amoeba or something like that right and they brought it back and it wasn't frozen it was like cryogenically frozen and they they managed to bring it back to life and and then it started to grow and then it turned into some type of predator and it just started killing them one more well, it's good fun fun entertaining film actually 
Yeah, this is the drawing that I that he that he had depicted of it. Look, if you, uh, if you didn't know that this that I, what I just told you, and you looked at that, you would say, "Oh yeah, that's definitely an alien right there." No yeah, question. Yeah, it's an alien. Yeah. So, is it just a huge coincidence? So, and plus, yeah. and plus, he says that this was the demon that he conjured up after he did a, some ritual. Uh, that, that that's interesting. That's interesting. We don't really know what demons look like. Uh, in essence, the the Bible really doesn't describe demons. Um, you know, so it's really hard to, it's really based on the imagination of the person who's, who's drawing it or describing it. But I don't, I don't recall seeing any, any types of descriptions of demons, like how they physically looked or whatever the case may be. But I do know that Satan can, he can shapeshift because yeah. he shapeshifted from, uh, an angel, right. Uh, yeah. from, from his current banished form into an angel he's shapeshifted into a, a snake right as we know in the garden of eden and he's even shapeshifted into a dragon as is depicted in the book of revelation whether that's a literal dragon or a figurative dragon i don't know but to me it's pretty yeah pretty literal yeah yeah but like also like i'm this i'm sorry this can't just be a huge coincidence I, it doesn't make any sense to me like this was more than two decades before that story first came out, and like and like I'm not. You actually believe all these alien abduction stories? Like people who like um fainted for like um about a couple hours and then woke up and said like, oh, they had an alien put a thing up my their behind. So, do I believe it? No. Do I doubt it? Maybe. Do I dismiss it? No, because I wasn't there. Right. Like I I would I listen to just about anything, um. But I, I I'm a facts person. You got to show me the facts. Right. Uh, I can't believe you just on your soul account. Right. Because you could be lying. I need facts. I need proof. I need evidence. Um, but but I would be skeptical of anybody that tells me, yeah, I was abducted. I, I need to see proof. Like I wanted to believe in aliens and Bigfoot so bad. I wanted to believe so bad. <laughs> you have no idea how much. And <laughs> you literally will have no idea how much I wanted to believe in aliens and Bigfoot. Yeah. And. and yeah, I was like, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we we would ever want to really like find out if aliens are real or not because if they have the technology to reach us, they're not going to be friendly. Mm. Well, like, um, some people would say, like, even though I don't believe in aliens, some people would say, like, they may view us as if there were any, they would view us as uncontacted tribes. Like, you know, like there's still people out there who live the same way they did like thousands of years ago. And we yep. just we, we just leave them alone. We don't interfere with them. And so yeah, that's, that's a good that that's a good possibility too. Yeah, but like, like there are also people who say like these weird conspiracies. Like they, there are people out there who actually believe aliens were behind JFK's assassination. So yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I've heard that. I've I've heard you know aliens being involved in throughout all of human. Actually, you know, it goes back to that that show, Ancient Aliens, where they talk about how aliens have influenced mankind's trajectory in history and stuff like that. So yeah, and there are actually people who believe that there are human alien hybrids out there too. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't buy that part. Well, I mean, we live, we live in a day and age where everybody believes everything. I mean, there, I'm, there's people that are flat earthers, and I'm like, oh, yeah. There are people who believe in shape-shifting lizard people. So, listen, listen, I can't, I can't get down with the flat earthers because, as, as a 3D artist, <laughs> as a 3D artist, 
Okay, we the way we we texture an object, right? When you have when you create a three-dimensional object and you have to texture it however it is, right? Whether it's a whatever texture, whether it's a wood texture, whether it's a metal texture, whatever the case may be. The digital image is a square, right? Okay. So if I were to place that square on something, right? It's going to have a beginning and an end, right? The square, just look at the panel right now. You've got one side that's the beginning and the other, uh, the other side is the end, right? Mm -hmm. You would eventually fall off. Now, in order for me to make that image consistent so that it does not have a beginning and an end, I need to wrap it around something. And when I wrap it around like a sphere, then it has no beginning and it has no end. It just goes around. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. <laughs> okay, you get... You have the rumble link. You got to pull it up. Someone in the live chat on the rumble link said something hilarious. He's no, the guy, I'm, I'm, I'm the, actually the, on my phone, but go ahead. Tell I, me what did he say? The guy said, I have information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, he needs, he needs witness protection program right away. <laughs> Speaking of something like that, you remember that, you know, you heard the, what recently happened with Obama within the, within the last week, you heard with about the it? chef, right? Well, well, yeah, the the guy the, the, he said he had gay fantasies, so yeah. Oh yes, I read that. I read that. Well, that that doesn't surprise me based on his push towards you know, you know, bringing that stuff out into the open. So yeah. that doesn't that didn't surprise me. You remember the leaked emails from about six years ago, where like um in the in one of the emails it said that President Obama wants sixty five thousand dollars in hot dogs delivered. And they go like, are, and they go like, are these really good hot dogs? They're like, because the last hot dogs were really sucky last time. So, and if you look at the FBI coding language, hot dog is is code word for male prostitutes. So. Oh wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't know that, but like I said, you know, based on his his pro gay stance, uh, I would I would I wouldn't Michael doubt Obama. it. Michael Obama. Yeah, Michael Obama. <laughs> You know what? I've never, I've never, I've never called my wife uh, an, another man's name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you imagine if you imagine if you like um, by accident, like um, her name's Veronica. Like, imagine if you just walked up and said, "Hey, Veronica or whatever, or something like that." I guarantee, Victor, Victor, Victor. <laughs> I guarantee she would probably Vernon. Yeah, she, she probably would slap you across the face. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, you can you can accidentally call your spouse. Uh, I don't I don't know why, but 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 let's just say I mean, usually it's typically with a girlfriend. Girlfriend, I understand your spouse, no, but usually when you do those types of errors, you're you're calling them another female name, right? You don't. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody call even in their girlfriend. I've never heard somebody call their girlfriend a man's name. You know, <laughs> it's like. What the fudge is that? <laughs> and like you've seen all the old photos from back when um they were when Obama was younger hanging out with um Michael. So it it's how I'm sorry, you, you, no one can be that dumb. No one can. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is, man. I don't know, man. But but you can you can clearly see that uh, that this man is uh, this man. That man was. Let me tell you, he was poison to this country. I I don't know if you remember or not, but our country was really different well, before Obama. At that time, uh, I was I was blue pilled, so I remember some and not a whole lot. But our, 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 it was just so different, man. Let me tell you, politics has always been politics, and there's always been a right, and there's always been a left. But when I was a kid. 
I remember I remember when I was a teenager, I remember hearing Bill Clinton giving a speech, um, you know, in front of Congress and talking about how illegal immigration hurts everybody. And both sides of the aisle cheered. I remember them both getting up and applauding. Right. And so and, and you know, even Joe Biden has been in record saying that, uh, you know, abortions should be, you know, in rare cases. Right. They should not be the norm. And so. And so how do you have such a massive shift from these types of things, right? Well, it, it sure as heck wasn't Bush, right? Because Bush came after Trump, uh, excuse me, Bush came after Clinton. So it wasn't Bush Jr. that made that change. Who was it? It, it was Obama. Obama's first run said, said very similar, similar things, you know, illegal immigration is bad and so on and so forth. But by his second term, Oh, we had a much, much different Obama. And that was the poison that got injected. So here comes Trump to offset what Obama said and go back to the way things were back between, you know, when Republicans and Democrats agreed on the subject matter, just how to do it was the, the disagreement. Now he's, he's obviously clearly the racist and they, they perpetuated that moving forward. So we have a clear divide, and, and many people are going to point to the Trump administration as that divide. And no, it actually started with Obama. Yeah. Like, a, can you imagine what the, what we, what the world would be like if Hillary Clinton somehow had actually won in 2016? Can you imagine that? I would imagine it's pretty much the same thing that we're going through right now with, uh, with Biden. I think it could be even worse. It could be even worse, but you look at some some of the aspects and some of the things, and it's pretty much the same thing that Obama did. For example, the uh, when he he you know retreated from Afghanistan, left a whole bunch of equipment behind. Didn't Obama do the same thing and left a whole bunch of equipment behind? And then uh, ISIS uh, got a hold of uh, all this military and came into power and decimated the region. Pretty much the same thing. Look, we've got right now, there was some uh, four-star family talking about how the Biden administration lied about how their son died uh, during the uh, Afghanistan retreat and, and so on and so forth. Uh, do we not, did you ever see the movie 13 Hours and how yeah. they lied uh, about everything that happened there? Pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah. I didn't watch the movie, but I've heard all about it. Man, you should watch the movie. Phenomenal Michael Bay directed movie. it. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. He did a phenomenal job. He may do sucky Transformer films, but he did a phenomenal. He, he, I mean, that one was good. Armageddon was good. And then Bad Boys 2 were his best movies, in my opinion. And uh, 13 Hours is not going to disappoint you at all. It's, it's, it's factual. Okay. I might have to check that out sometime. But yeah. He directed it, but it was at the, also at the, um, with the help of the survivors from that event. I thought I thought everyone died that there. That's no, no, no. Oh, you gotta watch it, man. Let me tell you. Talk about a, a, a movie that just picks up your patriotism, and you just want to go freaking terrorists, right? It, it's it's that movie right there, man. Yeah. Okay. I might have to check that out then. So yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah like um, let's get back to some of the more fun stuff, the alien stuff. So yeah, uh, <laughs> like um, did you watch any of the hearings at all? I did it. I did it because I, I don't really care. Um, I'm going to bring one of them up right here. Sure, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, let me find it. This is this is, this is the woman who asked him about a, like um who uh, have they recovered any biologicals, any biological stuff from recovered at all of any kind. So yeah, uh -huh. alien hearings. Where is this? Where is this? Come on, come on. Even AOC um come um, was talking about it, and if you notice something, another reason why I think this is fake, 
the Democrats and the Republicans in the hearing were actually being very respectful to each other. That's another <laughs> thing. It, it was it was meant to take us away from Hunter Biden's laptop deal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you got to watch the whole thing. They were all extremely respectful, even AOC of all people. Yeah. Uh, let me pull this up. Where is this Listen, right? uh, unless it's Superman that's flying down, I don't really care. <laughs> about the aliens. <laughs> Personally, me, I don't even care if there are if there were any aliens. It doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, it doesn't unless they're unless they're going to invade our planet and attack us. I really don't care. I uh, yeah, I don't think they would at all. So yeah, uh, yeah, if they haven't by this point. I saw a meme the other day. It says aliens when they drive by Earth, they lock their car, their 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 spaceship door. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you remember when you remember when Osiris went on Tim Pool's show and they talked about it for a second? Can you yeah. like Osiris said like, can you imagine if aliens came to the came to the, to the planet and landed in America and they came and they said to someone, "Take me to your leader." Uh, what and Osiris said, "What would they say think then?" So, yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, where is it? UFOs, come on. Uh, I think where is where is where is this? I'm trying to find. I had the article pulled. I had the video pulled up right here. Where is it? Uh, try to find it. Uh, I think I'm. I think I found it. Yeah, I, I found it right here. This is it right okay. here. Okay. Okay. Come on. Pull up. Yeah. for being here to discuss a topic of grave importance to our national security. Earlier this year, a Chinese spy balloon was shot down off the coast of my home state of South Carolina. Since the Roswell incident in 1947, many Americans have wondered about the dangers of unknown objects crisscrossing our skies. Whether these are UAPs or weather phenomena, advanced technology from American allied or enemy forces or something more out of this world. So my first question, I have several questions, and I'll, I, if we can just be quick on these first two, I'm going to ask each of you the same question, um, and then I'll get to each of you individually. Uh, the first one, when you reported your experiences with a UAP, did any of you face any repercussions with your superiors, yes or no? No. No. I've actually never seen anything personally, believe it or not. So. All right. Um, and then so we do, should take this guy at do his you word? believe there's an active disinformation campaign within our government to deny existence of UAPs, yes or no? I don't have an answer to that. As previously stated publicly, yes. I think previously with like Project Blue Book, yes, but currently I don't speak for the United States government. Okay. Thank you. Um, I have a few questions for Mr. Graves. Um, what percentage of UAPs? P sightings in your belief go unreported by our pilots? This is an approximation based off of my personal experience speaking with a number of pilots, but I would estimate we're somewhere near 5% reporting perhaps. So like 95% basically don't report seeing UAPs. That's just my personal estimate. Um, in the incident off Virginia Beach, do you believe the Navy took the danger to your aircraft seriously after it was reported? Absolutely. Um, a few questions for Mr. Favor. As an expert naval aviator, have you ever seen an object that looked and moved like the Tic Tac UAP? No. Did the Tic Tac UAP move in such a way that defied the laws of physics? The way we understand them, yes. 
Many dismiss UAP reports as classified weapons testing by our own government, but in your experience as a pilot, does our government typically test advanced weapon systems right next to multi-million dollar jets without informing our pilots? No, we have test ranges for that. If the government was willing to kill JFK, I'm pretty sure they'd be willing to do that. for your encounter with the Tic Tac classified, <laughs> do you feel there was a good reason to prevent lawmakers from having access to this footage? No, I just think it was ignored when it happened and it just sat somewhere in a file, never got reported. In a drawer, it happens a lot up here, <laughs> shocker. Um, Mr. Gresh, a couple of questions for you too, sir, this morning. Um, what percentage of UAPs do you feel are adequately investigated by the US government of the 5% that are reported? <laughs> um, I can only speak for uh, my personal leadership over at NGA. I tried to look at every report that came through that I could mm -hmm. triage, so. Do you believe that officials at the highest levels of our national security apparatus have unlawfully withheld information from Congress and subverted uh, our oversight authority? There are certain elected leaders that had more information that I'm not sure what they've shared with certain Gang of Eight members or et cetera, but uh, certainly uh, I would not be surprised. Okay. You've stated that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. That should be all you have to hear. Um, yeah, right? I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness, like how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and, and you may or may not be able to answer my last question, and maybe we get into a skiff at the next hearing that we have, but who in the government either, what agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, <laughs> whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And, and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super. Thank you. And I yield back. You see, I'm sorry. The fact that he says that he can't tell you whether or not they have any, like, biologics, like, per, per se, that should tell you all you have to hear. Well, if the answer, if they said no, then the answer would be no. Yeah. Well, another thing, I think what they're trying to set up is, and I've even Sally agrees with this, that he thinks what this is planning is that they're trying to, like, um, um, prepare the public and fake a do a fake alien invasion to give people to get people to give up more of their rights. That's a good possibility. And I have thought of that myself to be quite frank. Yeah. Like I'm, like I said, I used to fully believe in aliens full on in on them. But once the government started promoting it pretty much like pushing it, that's when I said, I'm sorry, I don't buy it anymore. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens.
That's like, all I can say. Like you actually believe what the what the government says when they said Lee Harvey Oswald acted so alone. I don't believe anything the government says. <laughs> that, that should be all you have to hear then. All right. Yeah, and plus they still have not fully released the full unredacted JFK papers either. I'm I'm more interested in the Epstein case, uh, Epstein uh, visitor file. That's really what what I'm more interested in. Why don't we have that? Because there are a lot of people in Hollywood who are protected. Oh, it's not only Hollywood; it's also the politicians. Yeah, I've I've heard, I've heard a bunch of rumors of who all was on the list, but I can't say any of their names because I can't confirm whether or not they are. But I've heard a lot of rumors. So, New York Post posted this article a couple of days ago. Award-winning ABC journalist who debunked Pizzagate pleads guilty in horrific child porn case. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, these people are the listen. So. I think that these people are are part of the problem. They're consumers, uh, and that's why our laws are so lenient towards uh, this these group of monsters, um, because I think they're consumers themselves. And I think it's pretty evident that the left is into pedophilia based on the fact that they have tried to dismiss uh, the Sound of Freedom movie as a QAnon conspiracy theory. So. Yeah. They, they, these people disgust me, to be honest with you. Did you hear about the financer for Sound of Freedom? Yes, yes, I heard so, that. What was your, what's your opinion on that? Because that's really disturbing. It's disturbing, and and, and what it does is it's disturbing on two on two levels. Number one, it's disturbing at the fact that people are using this to throw shade on the movie. The movie has nothing to do with it. If anything, uh, it shows that anybody is really a consumer and we really should be vigilant uh regarding our children right we should be vigilant against everybody and anybody right yeah so so those are the two takeaways that i would i would do it now the fact that this individual is doing it i don't know i don't know why they did it i don't know why they would uh go to something but but here's 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 a potential why it could be a smoke screen so it, I mean, there was always rumors whether Michael Jackson was gay or not, right? And his marriage to Lisa Presley was like, oh, it's just for show, right? It's just to squash those rumors, right? Yeah. Well, could, could it be that that was a smokescreen to, you know, take any type of heat or any type of attention away from him? I don't know. It's a possibility. I don't know. I don't know. The, the bottom line is that does not change the messaging of the film which is, this is an actual situation that is happening worldwide. It's disgusting. It's despicable. We have countries that are doing it. We have our country that is consuming it, and it should stop. And, and anybody who throws shame on the film is either a pedophile themselves or, at the very least, a pedophile supporter because that's a film that you don't, you just don't throw shade on. Yeah. Or it could be that the guy just wanted to like um um see his fantasies play out. Who knows? Like there are some really disturbing people out there. So I don't know, man. I can't. I I can't for the life. Let, let me tell you, I, I'm a full blown heterosexual male. You know what turns me on is seeing you know big chested women, big booty girls, right? That turns me on. Full fledged, you know, a female anatomy, right? My my wife is very voluptuous, thankfully, and 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 uh, my gosh, you know, I can't keep my hands off of my wife, right? <laughs> So, I mean, that's just the honest yeah, truth. Yeah. I can't understand these sick people that look at little children that, that, that I just, yeah. I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. All of them should be shot in my opinion. Yeah.
Yeah. By the way, Osiris and I said your wife is is good looking too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is very, very attractive. Yes, yes, she is. That's why I married her. Well, I shouldn't say that's why. That's one of the reasons why I married her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I fully admit that both Osiris and I did say that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. She is. She's uh she was let me tell you, the first time I saw her, I'm like, oh my. First of all, I thought that she was Saul's girlfriend because they don't look anything alike. To me, they don't look anything alike. So as I'm going through Saul's uh, feed, he's like posting pictures of a trip in Europe. And I'm like, wow, Saul's got a really pretty girlfriend. And I'm like, wow, holy cow. So whatever. So then eventually at some point, like he, he posts a picture of her. And he's like, oh, my beautiful sister wishing her a happy birthday. And I'm like, holy cow, that's his sister. Oh, man, I got to reach out to him. <laughs> that's how it all started. So you just messaged her right out of the blue? Well, uh, no, I, I, I actually, um, I actually posted happy birthday on, on the actual post itself. And then I sent her a friend request, but, uh, she was so busy with nursing school. She didn't pay attention. She didn't see it. She missed it. And so, uh, it was a couple of, uh, it was actually a couple of years later where, uh, Saul and I were just touching base. We're like, Hey man, what's going on type of thing. And Saul then says to me, you know, listen, man, I, I, I don't want to uh, be disrespectful, but your sister's absolutely gorgeous. And I said, well, guess what, brother? I don't want to be disrespectful, but your sister's absolutely gorgeous. So how do we know? Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so that's how it started. Well, that was a nice job. Of you. That was a good job, of you, man. I probably never would have even thought of that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we actually ended up going on our first date to a uh, – well, the, our first meeting was at a, at a – uh, a soccer game. It was Venezuela versus Colombia here in Tampa. And that's where I got to see her for the first time face to face. And let me tell you something. I was, I was knocked out of my chair. I was, I, I couldn't sit still. I was like, Oh my gosh, I was like a little boy in a candy shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, and then the second time we hung out was at a Hispanic festival event. And, uh, you know, I, I took my shot. I said, I'm going for broke. And, you know, I asked her out to dinner. She agreed. And, and the rest was history. Nice job, man. Really yeah, nice job. Man. Yeah, man. I did a little salsa dancing, uh, you know, for her. And she, she took notice of that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could do that, though. I, that's well, what I don't know. Let me tell you, as a Latin, as a Hispanic, dancing Latin music is a must. You've got to. Because every woman loves to dance. Uh, and if you're not a dancer, guess what? Women, I think both genders associate dancing with, uh, with you know, with sex. So if you're a relatively good dancer, you're probably good in bed. Mm. I, I don't see the connection between that, but yeah. I, that, that was always my connection as a teenager. And so, uh, and you know, just, 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 I, I know many people that also think like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's. It's a, it's a good thing, but it's also good, uh, you know, just social, you know, you go social dancing, you just pick up a girl and you dance and, and, you know, if you like the girl, then it's an icebreaker. And if it's not, well, at least you got, you got a good dance out of it. Yeah. How'd you find out that she was a conservative actually? Cause it gives book. How'd you find that out? Well, because Saul's a major conservative, right? He's a huge Trump supporter. So I figured, uh, you know, that she would more than likely be, uh, especially since given the fact that she's from Venezuela and Venezuela is going through socialism, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But she was more middle of the ground. I would say her roots are conservative, but she kind of bought into the whole, you know, Democrats are for minorities, Republicans are mm -hmm. racist and so on and so forth. So with Saul, 
he kind of helped her realize and open her eyes. And then when I came in, her eyes were just fully blown at that point. And she was like, wow, it's, I'm, you know, it just, uh, you know, completely opened her eyes. And she was, uh, you know, conservative, I guess, from that point forward. But again, it's conservative in the sense of realizing what Republicans are stand for. Right. That's what the mm-hmm. thing was. She had conservative values. She just didn't know what each of the parties had. Right. Yeah. Well, that's how most that's how black and Hispanic people are like um, a lot of them are actually very conservative in their values. But the media and the Democrats have turned um, have spun it around. So they, they only see what what the, what they're showed. Correct. Correct. Which is I mean, I got I, I, I luckily I didn't buy into that, but I was told that from my teenage years. Republicans are for white people and Democrats are for, for minorities. And, and, you know, I, I didn't really get involved into politics because I didn't know. And if I didn't know, I wasn't going to just cast my vote ignorantly. And so, you know, once I actually got into my 30s, I started to pay attention. I started to see things specifically with Obama. Right. I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't seem right. And I really, you know, he he actually was the one who got me involved in politics, believe it or not. Obama was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I first became, it was when I first became a Christian, and one of the first things that I saw was, uh, or a, a video of him, was him mocking the Bible. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, why, is a, why is a self-identified Christian mocking the Bible? That doesn't make sense to me. And so that's when I started to really pay attention and, and listen to what they were saying. And, and, so, and then I started to look at the parties, and I started to see, well, what does one party stand for, and what does the other party stand for? And then I was like, well, if I'm a Christian... I, I can't be for abortion, which I never was. I was never for abortion, even when I was an atheist. And then I really didn't agree with, obviously, the same-sex marriage thing, because that's obviously anti-biblical. But I also yeah. thought, even even as an atheist, I also thought that was just unnatural. You know, um, you can't reproduce uh, if you're if you're in the same gender zone, right? And so, and then I looked at, uh, you know, other things, how, you know, they just, they, they would say that they're pro-American, but they would not put up you know, the American flag, or they would go on apology tours and apologize for America. They wouldn't say God or Jesus. Jesus was a big, like, no-no for them. And I'm like, well, by default, I can't be, I can't be a Democrat if I'm a Christian. They just, they seem anti-Christian to me. Yeah. Me personally, I just, I don't, even though I'm registered as a Republican, I don't associate with any party. I don't believe in political parties, but that's just me. Because I think all, because I think all parties are bought off, really. When you really look, yeah, at it. yeah, of course, of course. Uh, when yeah. you when you look at the end of it, you're right. That's why I don't associate with parties. Like, right. in my opinion, I believe what George Washington said, which is we should not get involved. We should not get in, create political parties or even get involved in foreign affairs, really. I, I I agree with that because all it does is create division and and but I mean we we have that division right you have your conservative and then you have your your liberal progressive right which one's going to win you know a couple of years ago uh, you know somebody was like well you know we we can't be ultra conservative but then the the problem is that the more the more leeway you give the more leeway they take right the more space they take right so then the pendulum instead of being in the middle. Right. It, the more you let up, it starts to move to the other side. Right. Yeah. And so and so and look at where we're at at this point. Yeah. We got we got we got people. We got people pretending to be something dancing in front of children inappropriately. Like, um, did you see the study that like um, 20 or 21 percent of my generation, which are Zoomers, identify as part of the LGBT whatever community? I, I, I lost track of what it's even called. But, yeah, they identify with that. 
yeah. 21, 21% of my generation. Yeah. So, so a couple, I think it was a couple of years. I think it might've been, mm, I think it might've been like 2013. A pastor had given a, 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 a ranking or a poll. And it said that uh, 1992 support for same sex uh, couples in this country was like less than 10%. I don't know, six, nine, somewhere around there. By 2002, it had jumped to like 30% or something like that, or 25%, somewhere around there. Wow. By 2012, it was close to 60%. Wow, jumped that fast. So where it is it right now? Fast. Right, well, and it's indicative based on how the Supreme Court, uh, you know, ruled. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, I, I truly don't understand where that came from, but, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think part of it is, you know, uh, I think I think Bill Myers, Mayor, I don't know how to pronounce Bill, his name. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. I think he really did a good job of highlighting how the trend is going up. And he jokingly said that, you know, by the time 2050 or something like that, we're all going to be gay. Right. He was making a joke. <laughs> But it's because the trend is going up, and what's happening is that I think I think it's a social construct, right? I think we're we're in this day and age where being a victim is cool, right? And and you have something to you know say like you know look look nobody in this country is oppressed, right? Nobody yeah. in this country. You, you you we live in one of the richest countries, if not the richest country in the world. Nobody here is oppressed, Second right? Most only to China. Right. So so then what happens is you've got people playing victim all left and right. You know, I didn't grow up being a victim. I grew up in the hood, but I grew up to be an overcomer. Right. And you didn't you didn't placate on on the victim mentality. But we've gone into this society where it's cool to be uh, a victim. So I think I think that a lot of these people, because it's cool to be a victim, they put themselves into that community because they want to be a victim. Right. Yeah. And. Joe Rogan, we mentioned that thing that Bill Maher said. Um, Joe Rogan had Patrick Bet David on his show recently, and they talked about this, like um, how this is just wild. Like, I'll show you a quick clip from that video, from that segment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's right. make that the last clip because then I gotta run. All right, all right. This I'm not showing you the entire thing. I'll just show you a clip of it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I was having a wonderful, peaceful conversation with this guy named Anthony Weiner. I don't know if you're familiar with the guy or not. Yeah. He's, a, he's a very, you know, interesting I, I saw guy. that podcast. Yeah. So, so, and I ask him a question uh, where I say, so let me ask you, how good are you at giving blowjobs? And he looks at me like, what kind of a freaking question is that? He says, I'm sorry. And I said, yeah, how good are you at giving it? He says, no. I said, when you were 11 years old, did anybody teach you how to give one? No. Why would they teach me that? That's what they're teaching in schools right now in many different places. Oh, they're not doing that. They're not doing, there's no way they're doing that. There right? are books that do show that. Yeah. There are books, right? Yeah. Okay. So if a person wants to sell that book at Barnes and Noble, go for it. If a person wants to sell that book on Amazon, go for it. But what do you think about parents that are protesting all over the place where in some districts, these guys are saying, no, this is recommended reading by the teacher and it's normal it's okay you should learn about this at an early age how do you feel about that well i think it's very clear that there are certain teachers that have an agenda and that their agenda is to indoctrinate children into this lbgt mindset and that this is uh not just cherished but celebrated and you know if you're talking to someone who is a gay kid great 
that's great. If you want to tell them that it's okay to be great gay and you know, you should be your true self. Great. That's terrific. What my concern with is that a lot of what we're seeing with like New Jersey had an uptick in kids identifying as non-binary by 4,000%. Like mm-hmm. it's not natural. These are not normal. Methods. And I think children are very malleable. They're very impressionable. And yeah. if you reward them for certain kinds of behavior, if they are they are praised and cherished for certain types of behavior, I think they'll be encouraged to do that. And I think you're seeing with a lot of these detransitioners that a lot of these kids got encouraged early and got put on hormone blockers and hormones and got mastectomies and got castrated. And now they have deep regret. And yep people don't want to acknowledge that and they attack yep. those people they attack those detransitioners yep. Yep. we have always always thought that young children are not capable of making life-changing decisions at an yep. early age that's why we don't allow seven-year-olds to get tattooed right. and now all of a sudden you're allowing seven-year-olds to say that i'm a girl or i'm a boy cut off my breasts and put me on testosterone. Yeah. That's craziness. What percentage of parents do you actually think? Obviously, we don't know the exact number, but what percentage of parents, left, right, middle, think that's okay? What do you think that percentage is? That's interesting. I would not know. I would just be wildly guessing. What do you but think? Even a, if we there's guess, a certain what would you amount say? of people that are in the progressive mindset that is essentially a cult. The, the it's look there's cult-like thinking in both the right sure. and on yeah, the left absolutely it's yeah. cult thinking it's uh conglomerations of opinions that you adopt and you defend because that keeps you in the tribe and the lbgt whatever the other numbers are in letters mm-hmm. that th- what that is is it's a it's a flag that you're flying to show that you're on the right team that you're progressive you're open-minded you're on the right side of history yeah. you're inclusive you know this this is what they're doing and that that has an effect on people psychologically. I think you should allow people to be who they are and you should be open to people being who they are, no matter what it is, but to encourage them to go in a specific direction. I think that's, there's real repercussions for that. And I think you're seeing that with these detransitioners. You think it's 1%, 5%, 10%, 15%. You think it's 20 plus? Like if you were to guess. I don't think it's 20 plus. I, I don't think, think so a, either. It's a, yeah. I think it's a vocal minority. The same thing with uh, people that think that trans athletes should be able to compete with women and biological women in women's sports. It's a very small, very loud minority. Do you think that's kind of like, let's just say I'm your friend, Okay. And we're out at a restaurant and you know how there's the guys that uh, all of a sudden somebody's going to say, Joe, you're picking up a topic. We're having dinner. We're having a conversation. Hey, what do you think about voting this way? And one of your friends, this guy feels like I have to agree with 100 percent of what Joe says because it's Joe. Joe's my boy. Joe said this. Joe, you're 100 percent right. And then you got one of your friends like, Joe, I don't know if I agree with you, man. I think it's this, this, this. And you're having a debate. Do you think there's a part of the political party where they feel like just because I'm a Democrat, I have to agree with 100% of what everything they're pitching me? There's a bunch of people like that. Yeah, there's a bunch of like full-on cultists, and they're blue no matter who. Yeah. And that's that's their, their mind and in their social circle. Like, this is how you talk and communicate. And, you know, I've had conversations with those people, particularly when I was in L.A., and when you confront them with facts, they're in denial. First of all, they don't know the facts. Mm-hmm. They're in denial about it. They, they think that what you're saying is propaganda, that what you're saying is, is right-wing bullshit and conspiracy theories. You know, I remember when I first started talking to Jordan Peterson about 
that bill, what is it, C-16 that's up in Canada that is a, a hate speech law that that mandates you using whatever the person's preferred pronouns are. And at that point, there were like 48 different mm -hmm. preferred pronouns that were going to mandate. And people are like, why are you concentrating on that? This is something that exists in colleges. This is not something in, in your world. Like, why, why is that of concern to you? Because people graduate from college and they take these ideas they've been indoctrinated yeah. with and then they enter into the workforce. And that's what we're seeing. And that's what killed Bud Light. That's <laughs> literally what killed Bud Light. That they tried to enforce these ideas that they had been ingrained with in in these educational institutions, and then they tried to put it out there in the world. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, Joe, how old are you? You're, Fifty-five. Okay, I'm forty-four. Okay. I'll be 56 in a couple of weeks. So You'll be 56. Well, you look great for a 56-year-old. I'm just looking at your place. You're walking on, walk, walking behind you. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's in shape. So, But okay, 55, <laughs> you're going to be 56. I need to get back From your shape. experience at this age, when did you and I care the most about what people thought? What age were you when we cared the most about what people thought? When I was a kid. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So how little do well, you give a shit about what people think about teenager. you today? Well, yeah. I don't want people to be wrong. I don't want people to have uh, an incorrect opinion about my position sure. things or who I but am. But do you lose sleep at night? No. With people? Okay, so that's the point. So, but, uh, but also you and I are used to dealing with the opinions of an enormous amount of people. Totally agree. Totally agree. But let's not pick people like you and I. Let's pick okay. a regular guy. One of your guys out there, you know, that, that uh, I won't mention names that, you know, he's always with you. Um, do you think he cares more at 42 years old what I think about him? Less. Be, less, right? Yeah. Okay. You both so, life experience, right? So let me ask you this question. As a 55-year-old man, if you were really gay right now, Joe, <laughs> would you care about coming out? I wouldn't, but I do have friends that are my age that do care, and it's sad. Okay. It's, it's and they would, But they're worried more about how their family is going to perceive it and how their, you know, the family's going to be treated about it. You know, by the way, I'm not trying to convert you to, you know, for both of us right now to That's make okay. an announcement, public <laughs> announcement right now. Joe Rogan and Patrick <laughs> David came out and uh, we're, both we're both getting married. Who <laughs> <laughs> takes whose last name? So we'll hyphenate it. <laughs> like good progressives. When I see a dude with a hyphenated name, I'm like, yo, bro. <laughs> yo, I got a hyphenated last name, Bet hyphen David, but I understand Rogan, Bet David or Bet David Rogan. So I want you to think about this. The part where I go is the following. The statistic, traditionalists, 0.8% mm. are gay. Boomers, 2.6%. Then it goes to 5 point something. Then it goes 10%. Is it really 10%? Oh, yeah. Gen Z's right now is 21%. How much of them are regretful? Do you want to pull this? Can, uh, Jamie, can you 21% look this? gay? 21% of Gen Z right now was gay. Identified. Is it gay or LBGTQ? L all that stuff. Because LB you can you can be non-binary and slip right in there with like a, a real joke and loophole. Check that out. Look at that right Number there. Number of LBGTQ identifying adults is soaring. Yeah. Look at that. 0.8% traditionalist. Boomers 2.6. Gen X 4.2. Millennials 10.5. And then you got Gen Z's around 21%, right? Okay. So when you look at the statistics... Why would Gen Z become gay? They care about what other people think. Mm -hmm. You know, this is like, right. it's cool. you know, it's kind of yeah. versus the traditionalist dude. If I'm like 72 years old and I'm gay, guess what? I'm coming out. Right. I'm mean like, hey, man, I yeah. am. What do you want to do about it? I'm going right. to go and hang out with Jose over here. Yeah, and leave me alone. Leave me alone. Do what you got to do. So I think, you know, 
we're truly messing up with a generation that really cares about what other people think and we're screwing them up in a big way. We're also, they're growing up in a time of social media where caring about what other people think is way more enforced because you're getting so much more feedback than people have ever gotten before. Yeah. Like a regular person might just be communicating with thousands of people in comments and, and arguing about things on, on social media yeah. in, a, in a way where you would not interact with so many random people that you don't know. Yeah. So, and, and even you, that's a good point. Like even the social dilemma thing, kind of like where you're going, where these kids are so worried about what other people think. Yeah. I think, I think we're, uh, I think it's a, um, I think it's a big mistake and I think we're going to pay a price for it. Uh, uh, and it's going to take us a decade or two to see the results of this. I think so too. And I think there's going to be a self-correcting thing. What what fear, what I fear the most is the detransitioners. I, I feel terrible uh, for them. Yeah. I feel terrible for these girls that can never have children now. And I feel terrible for these guys that are castrated. And it's just the, the whole thing is just very spooky because people are making life-changing decisions. Now, does, does that mean that I'm anti-trans? Not at all. If you're a grown adult and you feel like that's going to make you happy, mm. I'm with I fully support your ability as a grown adult to do whatever you want, mm -hmm. as long as it's not hurting anyone else, that makes you happy. Sure. If that makes you happy, yeah. I don't know what makes you happy. If that makes you happy, I, I am a freedom person. I believe you should have freedom to do whatever you want. However, I do think that there's an indoctrination aspect to this, and I do think there's a social contagion aspect of this and that's what abigail schreier has uh, documented and that a lot of these girls that are coming out they're doing in these clusters of girls and a lot of them are autistic a lot of them are you know they're on a spectrum and Mental they illness. don't feel like they fit haven't. in anyway when they give them testosterone a lot of times there's an alleviation of anxiety that comes with testosterone yep. and a euphoria that comes with that and they say okay this is who i've meant to be which is so crazy that introducing a foreign substance into your body, or at least a substance that your body does not naturally have at masculine doses, and that you're introducing that to a feminine body and then saying, this is who I naturally am. That's crazy. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense biologically, scientifically. It doesn't make sense. So if you like this. Yeah. Uh, almost everything they said, I, I, I agree with. Almost everything. Likewise, likewise. The only thing I, I, I really, I'm curious about the cult-like uh, stuff. I, I agree with the left. The left is cultist, but I, I don't see that so much on the right. Maybe because I'm, I'm on the right. The views that I have as a conservative today are the same views that I've had all my life. I've always been uh, against abortion. I've always been against illegal immigration. Uh, you know, I've always been. Um, what, what are the, what are the. the talk about i've always been second amendment pro second amendment i've always loved my country right the only the only difference i would say is that you know i was an atheist before and i'm not now i don't know if that has anything to do with conservatism um maybe it does right it probably has some effect of some kind right uh I, I i you know it definitely does today in age but but it didn't back then is what i'm you know trying to make the point right i i didn't have god when i was a teenager and yet i still had all these conservative values because number one they are traditional but number two they make sense you know i've always respected the military i've always respected law enforcement right i've always i i, I was taught these things by my parents who are conservative who have conservative values as well and they come from latin countries yeah, completely agree. All right, man. You said you had to go right after we got done watching that, but yeah, hopefully you have a good have. Hopefully you have a good night, brother. Um, thanks, man. Hey, thanks but, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yep. But before you go, where can my audience find you at? 
Yep, they can catch me on Patriots of the American Republic. Uh, we just posted our video of uh, with my review of the Sound of Freedom movie. And as a matter of fact, I'm trying to get a special guest to come on who actually works in saving children, has been working in that field for many, many years uh, to get their insight into, you know, uh, this very, very serious topic. So hopefully that'll come up pretty soon. Hopefully too. And also check out his Prime Animation channel too, because he has a lot of good stuff going on over there as well. Yeah. Yep. And, hopefully, and hopefully whatever, I, I'm not going to say what it was, but you told me, but hopefully things work out better for that. I'll just say, leave it at that. I'll let you. Thanks, man. I'll let you explain that um, when on your on that channel, yeah, but yeah, 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 but yeah. If you guys are watching, make sure you go over and subscribe to his channel, Patriots of the American Republic. Also, if you're watching this video, make sure to like and follow this this um, channel here, Ray Studios. Also, follow me on all the social media platforms because I'm on all of those, as well as follow me on all the podcast platforms. I'm on all of those as well. All right, guys, this has been Ray and Carlos, and this has been the Ray Infinity, Infinity Show podcast. This was episode number 113. Catch you guys later. Peace.